0: But I want to just give you, I was going to preach a message on, on, uh, from John 15 on identity, value, and direction. And we talked to the men on Monday night, and we kind of went through it. And I just feel it's so important in this day and this hour right now that we are in that we understand this. Because your identity always determines what you value. And in Luke chapter 15, Jesus gave one parable. And the reason he spoke this parable, it's it's in three parts, but it's only one parable. It's not three parables, it's one. It's a lost sheep, lost coin, and lost son. The reason he spoke that parable is because people were mad at him for spending time with sinners. The church people, the religious people, were mad at Jesus because he wasn't spending time blessing them. Now, I know that doesn't sound like America. The American church doesn't want to be blessed. We just want the lost to be saved. But probably not so much. We want God to come in. We want God to bless us. We want all of his attention. But when Jesus was on the earth, all of his attention wasn't in church. It was in the people that were lost. In Luke 19, Jesus said when he went to Zacchaeus' house, he says, The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. In Matthew 18, verse 11, he said it again. He says, Don't despise these little ones. This is why I've came to seek and to save the lost. He said in another place, the well, those who are well have no need of a physician. I'm going to those who need what I came to give. And with the parables in Luke chapter 15 with the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son, in that area there, Jesus describes to them, he begins to break down what it means to be lost. And we went through this with the men. How many know the Bible says in Psalms 23 that the Lord is our what? So shepherds do what? They lead the flock of God. Amen? So the Lord is our shepherd. Romans 8, 14 says this. As many as are led by the Spirit, these are the sons of God. So the Holy Spirit... First Peter 2 and verse 25 says that you and I have now been returned to the shepherd and the bishop of our souls. First Peter 5 says that Peter is writing them and says, I, Peter, who am an elder, uh, writing to the elders, who I am also an elder, that you would shepherd the flock of God. Amen. And so you and I, the Bible tells us also, we are the sheep of his pasture. So how many know sheep need a shepherd? sheep need a shepherd and god gives us shepherds after his own heart that's a jeremiah talks a lot about that giving us shepherd after his own heart i mean know when jesus looked out upon jerusalem he wept over them because they were sheep without a shepherd to lead them and so you and i in our own life if we don't understand that we need that leadership in our life and that direction in our life then we begin to set our own direction and sheep get lost when they move away from the shepherd you're doing all right, and so we're we'll going to this later, probably in September. We'll go into this more in depth than that. But we get lost without a shepherd. The next thing he talked about is about a lost coin. A lost coin is lost value. Amen. It just means lost value. So if I have what, twenty bucks, okay, do something. Woman, a woman. (laughs) This has no ability to do anything on its own. Its purpose can only be released and its value can only be expressed when it's in the hands of someone. Okay? If you lose it, I don't care if it's $20 or a million dollars, it adds no value to you unless it's in your hands. And the reason God is looking for you is because you and I are the currency of His life. And He wants you to place the currency of your life into His hand and let Him spend you for His glory. Do you understand that? And so the the lost coin is representative of lost value. Lost sheep is lost direction. Lost coin is lost value. Okay? Lost son is lost identity and I'm just giving you an overview of what's in here. you can study out that you can follow through the outline that's in there but lost identity comes when you no longer value the relationships you have in your life lost identity if I in my marriage if I look at my wife and I no longer identify as her husband I start finding fault I start being critical I start finding you know picking everything apart then I start to devalue that relationship. And the moment I lose my identity as her husband and her mate and her partner for life, my value, that value in that relationship depreciates, and my direction changes from being towards her to away from her. Am I doing all right? So identity, your identity always determines what you value, and identity and value together always determine the direction that you go. I'm just going to give you this just real quick. So if you play that backwards, Jesus gave them the parable in Luke 15 is all about what it means to be lost. When you are lost, you have no clear direction. You have no true sense of value, and you do not know your identity of who you are in Christ. Okay? When you accept Christ as your Savior, the same thing happens to you as happened to the Son. We come to ourselves. We realize that we've made a mistake in moving away from our Father. We give our lives back to God as we're running to God God like the heavenly father runs out to meet us he comes to meet us and when he comes to meet us he does something amazing in our life he comes to meet us Saeed I'll use you for my example come here son you're awesome come on okay walk back there go to the end and then turn around and start walking towards me okay okay so Saeed, his testimony, he was lost, right? And so God starts and so he starts moving towards the father. Okay? I stop right there. The father sees him coming. The father runs towards him before he gets to the house. The father runs towards him, meets him outside the house, embraces him, receives him back as his son. And this is what he does. So the son has come and he's been in a prodigal, wasteful place. And he no longer looks like the son. But before the father lets him go into the house, this is what the father says Bring the robe. Rich, stand up. Put this over him, over his shoulder. Wrap it around to back He said to the servant, Go get the robe and place it upon him. And so he says, This is my son. He's not going into my house. Nobody's going to see my son as a prodigal. This is my son. I will not allow anybody to place an identity on my son as anything but my son. And so he covers his past. He covers him with the robe of righteousness. And before the son, when the son walks in the house, he doesn't walk in wearing shame. He doesn't walk in carrying guilt. He walks in restored as a son. And the Lord takes him and says, and and then the father says, now put the ring back on his hand. And in Eastern culture, a ring means your inheritance and your value is restored. He gives him back his identity as a son, and he gives him back his value. Everything that was lost is restored. Are you doing all right? And then he says, do this. Now put shoes on his feet, because shoes provide protection, and they put you on your path of purpose. So that your feet are covered as you walk out your path of purpose. So the father and the son walk into the house as father and son with identity completely restored. Thank you, son. Sit down. But here's our problem today, especially for us as Christians. We get that. We understand that. So what does that mean? See, you and I before we were seated in our old man. This is my old life. And I illustrated it like this to the the men the other night. Everybody came in a car out there. You know what all those cars are doing? They're sitting there because there's no life in them. And unless life enters into them, they're going nowhere. I don't care if it costs $500 or $500,000. The value of the car makes no difference. The color of it, the dents in it, the bling on it, it it doesn't make any difference. That car can't move without life in it. Your body is your car. And too many people identify, have their identity by outward things. We we find our identity in the car we drive, in the clothes we wear, in the house we live in, in the bling we have. It's nothing without you in it. The only value that God sees in life is you. And so you, you, you were in your old man. If any man, so, so so what happened today, these guys brought their old life and they buried it here. It went to the junkyard. And the Lord said, Hey, this is what I'll do. I'll take you out of that old vehicle. And now, if any man be in Christ. <laughs> He's a new creation. And my identity... I come over here. Yes, amen. Glory to God. I'm saved, But I'm going to go back and drive the same old way. And then I wonder why life keeps breaking down around me. Your car is not your identity. Your body is not your identity. Your body, like a car, wears out with time. It needs repairs. You have to invest in it. Keep it running right. Some of us need a front end alignment. Some of us need a rear end alignment. Yeah. But your body is not your identity. Your body, to be absent from the body, is to what? And when someone passes away, their body is here, but they are no longer in the body. So the body is not the person. The body is an outward shell, no different than a car. The life is the person. And if I can ever get you to understand, to identify with the life that is on the inside of you and live from your identity from the inside out instead of from the outside in, too many times we let our body give us our identity. Well, I have this pain, I have that pain. That is not your identity. Your identity is that you have a new man on the inside. Paul said it like this. Though no, my outward man is perishing, my inward man is renewed day by day. Yeah. And when I don't stay seated in Christ, when I don't stay grounded in him, when I don't renew my mind to who I am in Christ and who Christ is in me, I am in Christ and Christ is in me. How many like Star, uh, star Wars beside me? There was a cool one on the last guy because there's, they, they did a lot of weird analogy, but it's really funny because there's a blind guy and then the force awakened. There's a blind guy out there and he says this all the time I'm in the force and the force is in me. I'm in the force and the force is in me. I go, man, that needs to be our confession is Christ. I am in Christ and Christ is in me. I am in Christ and Christ is in me. I am in Christ. And so this guy's blind and he's whooping everybody but being blind because he believes that he's not limited by the handicaps of his vehicle. What would happen if we truly found our identity in Christ and quit handicapping ourselves because our front end's out of a line, my my muffler needs repaired, somebody stole my catalytic, whatever. (laughs) Whatever. But that's not who I am. But then we vacillate back and forth. And I know we're going to go eat, but this is a good illustration. Years ago, John Muncy came, and he would talk about things that we do in life, and he really around entertainment or other things. For some reason, we think everything in this world sometimes is better than God. And we forget just how bad our old life was without Christ. And so... We kind of, how many have ever heard the term, it's not that bad? Somebody watch a movie and they'll tell you, well, what was it like? What was the movie like? Well, it wasn't that bad. Okay, this is not that bad. This is not Cheerios, this is Puyos. This is Cheerios with poo in it, okay? And this is your life without Christ. Your life before Christ was Puyos, okay? But this is what we do. We go back and we say, well, you know what? I probably wouldn't eat those under that, but this one out here isn't that bad. So we go back to our old man and start picking around the poo, we start eating outside. We, we don't consider the whole thing contaminated. And we go back to try to find good out of the old. The Apostle Paul said it like this. All of my righteousness, everything I was, I count as dung. That I might know Christ. And so Jesus came. Everything about today is about brand new life. The devil keeps trying to convince you your life really wasn't that bad. He keeps trying to tell you your identity is your old man and in your shell. When God no longer sees you here, God sees you in Christ, seated in Him. He doesn't see you as your old man. If any man be in Christ, in the garden God formed man out of the dust of the earth. And that body laid there until God breathed his life into it. And God is not redeeming dirt. He's redeeming the life that he breathed into dirt. Your spirit came from God and is going back to God. Your body came from dirt and is going back to dirt. Jesus touched our bodies and heals our body to reveal his redemptive love for us. And if we ever get off the focus of the outward and live by the inward identity that we have in Christ, it'll transform everything of our life. Amen? Stand with me this morning. Don't go back to the Puyos. I, I, I hope this just burns an image in your mind. In fact, years ago when I did this, and, and I... I put it up in a slide and uh, another family that that's moved to another state uh the lady I came in and this was on my desk one day <laughs> it's like 10 years ago I preached a message around the, a, 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 a different message when I am talking the morning but it was using this as the illustration that I took from John muncie and John gave me the slide I said John I want the slide I want that picture and so he sent it to me and uh so then she made this and put it on my desk and so it's a good it's a good counseling tool. <laughs> you know, pastor, I I just can't help it. Oh, that's right. You can't help it. Just go back to that. Here, let me give you a real big spoon. <laughs> we wouldn't do that. We just I mean, we get that and we get grossed out by that, but we don't get grossed out by going back there naturally. If I ever get that down, say God, there's nothing worth going back to. Lord, I would count all that as rubbish. <laughs> As dung, that I might win Christ and know Him. Father, today I thank You for Your love, Your grace in our life. And Lord, today I know there are people who struggle, each of us, we all struggle, I struggle. Father, I pray today that You would help us. You would help us to find our true identity in You, to understand the value You have given us, and to allow You to set Your direction for our lives. Lord, I pray your blessing over your people today. Thank you for allowing us to share in the celebration today of resurrection life through faith in your son, Jesus Christ. While your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, maybe you just raise your hand and say, Pastor, pray for me. I know I've heard these testimonies today, and I know today I need to accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Is there anybody at all that say that, that you need Christ as your Savior? Amen. Anybody else? Amen. Amen. Thank you, sweetheart. I want everybody to pray this. Heavenly Father, today I come in Jesus' name, and I believe that you love me and gave your life for me. You want to put your robe of righteousness on me to renew and restore me through the blood of Christ. Today I receive your forgiveness and your restoration in my life. Forgive me of my sin. I give my life to you in Jesus' name. I'm not going back in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Somebody give God a praise. Amen. Amen.